0: Welcome to the Social Media Marketing
1: Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelsner.
0: Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelsner, and this is the podcast for marketers and for business owners who wanna know what works with social media. We have a very important show today, I'm going to be joined by Mari Smith and Jay Bear, and we're going to explore why so many businesses are seeing declines in organic Facebook marketing and what you need to know. And just in case you're not aware of what's been going on, here's some context. AdAge did an article, and they sourced an official Facebook document that said the following, we expect organic distribution of an individual page's post to gradually decline over time, as we continually to work to make sure people have a meaningful experience on the site. Uh, Paraphrased, Facebook is saying we're going to show less of your Facebook updates to your fans and followers. Indirectly, what they're saying is if you want to get seen by your fans and followers, you're going to need to pay to play. Now, a lot of marketers are extremely concerned up in arms, rightfully so, not sure about what the future of Facebook means for their brand and for their business. And today we're going to unpack what it all means. Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates. So let's transition over to the interview right now.
1: Helping you simplify your social safari. Here's this week's expert guide.
0: Today I'm joined by two experts, Mari Smith and Jay Bear. Mari Smith is the co author of Facebook Marketing An Hour a Day and is considered by many, including yours truly, to be the leading expert in the world of Facebook marketing. Mari, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much. Delight to be here.
0: I'm also joined by Jay Bear. He's the author of the new book, Utility, Why Smart Marketing is About Help, Not Hype. He's also the host of the podcast called the Social Shows, Social Pros Podcast. Jay, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, my friend. We've got two real experts on the line here. and Today, we're going to explore something that I think a lot of you are really concerned about, which is Facebook uh, and all the changes that are going on. Um With organic versus paid reach let's start with some context. Mari, can you start us off by explaining what's been going on with the last round of Facebook newsfeed changes? When did it occur? what happened? What did Facebook say? what happened? Just kind of set 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 a little groundwork if you would.
2: I would be happy to. So for the longest time, the algorithm that governs what content goes into the news feed on desktop and mobile, and that's the main homepage that every single person sees, all 1.2 billion, Um that algorithm has been kind of affectionately called edge rank. And Facebook themselves have never really said, you know, hey, we, we call it edge rank. Um, I don't know where that name came from, but, but we've all called it, all the experts have called it that for years. And then uh, really just a few months ago, Facebook came out and they said that the, the actual term is the, the uh, Facebook Newsfeed Ranking Algorithm. So it's much easier to say edge rank, <laughs> but uh, what happens is that basically they radically changed up that formula because you know, Facebook's telling everyone that on any given day, each user could potentially see about 1,500 possible stories, and a story, as we all know, is like any uh, comments or likes or shares, uh, you know, videos, photos, lots and lots of uh, of, of different um, content that flows through the feed. Now then, given that about 75% of Facebook's users are accessing the site via mobile, that little tiny smart screen smartphone screen is a lot, uh, you know, it's just a tiny space to cram in a lot of information. We couldn't possibly see 1,500 stories a day um, or, or even just when they're visiting each visit. So what Facebook does is they get in there and, and basically use these different algorithms. That there's there's many, many components. Uh, I've seen numbers as high as hundreds and par- perhaps even a 1,000 different factors that goes into making up what Facebook determines each user should see. The unfortunate thing is it's a little bit of a catch-22 because as the user interacts and engages with a friend or a page that they've liked, and if they they might just be a lurker, so they're reading stuff, but they don't necessarily consume the content in terms of letting Facebook know with the click of the like or the share of the comment. So that what happens is the more that a user interacts with a piece of content, the more Facebook will show that content. Most users know that the majority of content that comes through is uh, from friends. You know, pages really struggle to get the visibility organically. And I know we're going to talk about that, Mike, about uh, having to pay to get in front of, of, of the eyeballs. So recently, really uh, uh, early December, Facebook made an announcement and said that they're they're actually diminishing or declining the organic reach for pages because, you know, the users are predominantly wanting to see content from friends and brands that they really enjoy interacting with. Therefore, you know, Facebook gives them more of what they want to see. So hopefully that makes sense.
0: Yeah, let me ask a couple clarifying questions. When did Facebook make the change on the news feed to go from what we used to know as Edge Rank, which was a couple simple things, to what is the new news feed algorithm? Was that in November or October? Do you remember when that was? A little
2: early, I think it was early as as July. In fact, some of those announcements started coming out.
0: And um, around December is when something happened? And did they formally say something, Mari, that, hey, we're changing the newsfeed again? Or do do either one of you guys know what happened there as far as um, was there some sort of, hey, the newsfeed is changing, the newsfeed has changed?
2: There is one of my favorite sites that people can go to at any given time is just newsroom.fb.com. And uh, people can get subscribe to the updates there over on the left. There's a, a, a link that says news. December 2nd is is, is a quite an important announcement where Facebook's talking about putting more relevant articles into the news feed uh, and, and, and actually giving less points, less weight, if you will, to what they call memes because they seem to be real popular, these memes that just go all over with, you know, not really adding value. Rather, uh, Facebook's wanting to make sure that, you know, decent content. good. Qual- they, call, they What they deem quality content is getting good visibility in the news feed.
0: Okay. So um, recently I heard Gary Vaynerchuk say that Facebook is trying to protect its fans from marketers. And um, Jay, I'm curious what your thoughts are on this a little bit, because it sounds like what Facebook is doing is they realize that they need to have uh, a quality user experience Otherwise, people are never going to click on the ads, right? I mean, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Uh, I think Gary uh, is being a little bit short-sighted there. Uh, certainly, Facebook doesn't want to devolve into MySpace, right? That is one of the things that killed MySpace, is it just became a free-for-all uh, of just nonsense and fake identities and just became cacophonous and 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 insane. Certainly, Facebook has um, uh, a lot of skin in the game to not allow that to happen, But the other reality is that Facebook is now a public company that needs to continue to generate tons and tons and tons and tons of advertising dollars and more every 90 days. So one of the ways they do this, and and we've predicted this for years now, is that they start to squeeze the algorithm. What they have done is one of the oldest business playbooks in history, which is, let's get you dialed in on something free. Uh, i.e. free exposure to your fans on Facebook, and then let's make it not free once you are hooked on it, which is exactly what they've done today. So yes, is exactly right. It's impossible for Facebook to deliver all the things to you that you are, um, so to speak, owned based on the, the people and the companies that you have liked or, or uh, fanned on the, on the site. Uh, but Facebook certainly has set this up so that businesses are now um, needing to pay for some of the exposure that formerly was free.
0: Now, Jay, I know there was a study by an organization called Ignite that came out in December, and uh, I'm going from memory here, but I believe it was like a, a chart showing brand X or brand ABCD and all the massive declines in organic reach that that um, happened in December, and, um, and and I think that there was a unofficial um, document that was leaked somewhere from Facebook that said, in not so many words, if you want to be seen. Um, you better pay to get your content out there. Um, What has been the reaction from marketers since this uh, study came out and since this information was leaked from some Facebook salesperson?
1: No doubt, yes. Uh, Ignite Social Media, which is run by Jim Tobin, has uh, has taken quite a stand on on this um, point. In fact, Jim's book, uh, which actually came out a couple of months ago called Earn It, Don't Buy It, is all about uh, sort of the nature of organic reach versus paid reach. Uh, I actually wrote the foreword uh, to that book. I, I recommend it. Um, So the idea here is is that now to reach the same percentage of your fans that you used to be able to reach with uh, not paying, you now have to pay Facebook to reach an equivalent number of people. Um, While it's important to note here, Mike, is, is that your results may vary. While there is no question that a large number of brands on Facebook, especially larger brands, have seen declines in their organic reach, there are exceptions to the rule. Uh, There are brands that are doing fine on Facebook who have not been impacted uh, by this change. There are other Facebook pages um, like the Brimfield, Ohio Police Department, which we had on my podcast recently, that have engagement rates now of over 75 percent. So you can still be effective on Facebook, quote unquote, for free, but it has gotten significantly more difficult uh, to do so. And, 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 And while that is irksome, to say the least, it it shouldn't be a surprise uh, for businesses, I don't think, uh, because what else truly valuable in marketing is free? I mean, email isn't free. You're you're paying a Weber or Exact Target or whomever to send those emails. Google search certainly isn't free either, on a pay per click basis, or or paying somebody on your team or a third party to search optimize your content. Um, you know, Twitter is, ads aren't free LinkedIn ads aren't free SlideShare ads aren't free Sponsoring your conferences isn't free So we've had it pretty good on Facebook for a long time And, and while it's annoying now That all of a sudden the jig is up And you've got to start writing checks uh, I, I don't think that should have come as a big shock And it seems to have to a lot of people
0: Well, what are your thoughts about um, the marketers out there that have been evangelizing or the, you know, the marketers working for restaurants and big brands that, you know, put Facebook in their commercials and they don't charge Facebook for that. And they've been evangelizing Facebook for years, essentially for free, right, (laughs) to um, drive people to Facebook. And now, basically, the tables are being turned on them. Um, I mean, I'm sure some of them are thinking about this, like, hey, you know, we have promoted um, our fans to follow us on Facebook and to join our community on Facebook more than any other medium that's out there. And maybe we should be sending a bill to Facebook. Mari, what are your thoughts on this?
2: (laughs) Well, you know, there's there's brand loyalty, regardless of the size of the business. You know, i just pulling up a couple of examples, major brands like Oreo. I, I've always admired Oreo's uh, marketing. i just looking at they got 35 million Facebook fans, and they're talking about this number, which most, most people know is just, you know, the activity. It represents, the, at any given time, the number of people, uh, fans and non-fans, actually. It's a quarter of a million. They have 251,000 talking about this. Ah, uh, contrast that with Skittles, which has twenty five million fans, uh, but only sixty thousand talking about this. And Sk- Skittles are both really beloved brands. They are quirky, they're fun. They post great content. But really, it boils down to how good is the content and how much are the fans interacting. And that goes the same for a major brand with a large budget. Right on down to the little solopreneur, the small small business person, as you were saying, Mike. You know, maybe a, a local business there. Um, I, I know, and, and and sometimes I know when I put myself into the mix as an example, I, I know that I'm a bit of an anomaly in that regard, where I've really established a, a name for myself for many many years, as uh, certainly one of the the primary go to sources for all things Facebook. And I know in many many social media experts and sources, if um, you know there, there's a broader range of topics to cover much much broader and I just know over the years if I start talking about Pinterest or Instagram or Twitter Instagram not so much people are actually loving the the conversation about Instagram now because it's so exciting and it's also owned by Facebook but generally speaking 90% of my posts on my own page are all about Facebook and I also love to kind of straddle both camps where I am i put myself in the shoes of the user and the marketer but then also I'm a strategic marketer myself. So, it's building up that affinity, building up that brand loyalty, being known for ideally one thing and that people will bookmark your page, they'll set up notifications. The moment you post something, they're jumping all over it because they've gotten the notification. These are all great um, you know workarounds, if you will, to to getting that uh, traction. Um, and you know, and, I, I, and just really to echo what Jay said there, I totally agree that the, the jig is up, and uh, you know we've had it good for many, many years. And and the other thing is, you just you just can't put all your eggs in the Facebook ba- basket. Twenty fourteen's got to be the year of, of diversification and, and integration.
0: Mario, are you hearing from um, some of the people that you know are in your circles? Not necessarily the bigger businesses, but even the smaller businesses that they indeed are seeing declines in organic reach.
2: Massively, massively. And there's a great deal of unrest. There's a great deal of frustration. There's people saying they're just saying to heck with it. I'm abandoning my page and I'm going to go back to just using my profile, which I think is unfortunate. And with all due respect, I think that's really a somewhat of an uninformed decision to do that. There's just still so many advantages to having a page, even just buying the occasional ad. I mean, being able to get the stats and the metrics. Being able to to have these apps and you know drive traffic to it and get email uh, build your email list, running contests. Um, you know, just all kinds of things you can do with a page that you can't do on a profile. Plus, it's all completely indexed. I mean, if for no other reason, you should keep pumping content on your Facebook page for SEO on Google. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of unrest, uh, Mike, in the, in the small business community. Having said that, you know, I just recently posted on my page and I see some people are experiencing unbelievable growth, incredible growth mm-hmm. uh, in both their fans and their reach. So it's not like everybody across the whole platform is experiencing this, this decline. Some people are actually experiencing the opposite.
1: Yeah, I think that's the tricky part about it is, is figuring out what what is the cause of the fact that some people are doing better most people are doing worse. Um, it's certainly not use of of images because almost everybody does that now. Maybe it's not use of images. Maybe it's uh, publishing at a certain time. Maybe it's just a deeper affinity amongst your fan base. I think that's the part that's very frustrating right now is that even professionals don't really know what the secret code is yet. Um, and so it's very hard to advise people to say, well, publish more, publish less, publish text, publish photos, publish things that get more shares, publish. you know, it's It's just really hard to write the recipe right now because it's it's a bit of an unknown, but there's lots of, lots of organizations that specialize in Facebook research, um, who are actually, you know, trying to crack the code to see, okay, what's the new best practice. Uh, and that's where we're sort of missing right now is we don't really know what the answer is.
0: Jay, are you hearing from brands that are actually experiencing declines beyond, you know, the invisible brands we see in these studies?
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, almost all big brands are seeing um, significant declines in, in engagement rate and total reach. Um, the good news, if there is any, is that most of those brands, I think, saw this coming or, or said, look, if we're going to put this much emphasis on Facebook in general – we probably should be paying to promote certain posts anyway. So it was already a line item in many of their budgets for 2014. It's just that now that that budget item is going to grow. But I think as Mari alluded to, there's also, I think, a newfound interest in maybe there's some other things that we should be doing in social. Uh, because a lot of companies, even big brands who ostensibly should know better, have gotten, in my estimation, a little too Facebook-centric. I mean, they built a house on rented land, which is to some degree a, a risky proposition. So I will not be at all surprised if uh, 2014 doesn't become the year that Google Plus pages for business become a thing, um, because I think people are going to be looking for an alternative.
0: Very interesting. how, How for those that are listening right now that may not even be aware of whether they've had a decline, how do they go about figuring that out?
2: Well, they can certainly look at their insights. Um, I, I highly recommend getting familiar with the Facebook Insights on, on uh, desktop and or mobile. The, the stats are pretty decent. I love the little uh, scorecard feature where you can go into your insights and uh, look under the posts tab, and each every individual post pops up in kind of an at-a-glance negative and positive feedback. And so you can look and see what kind of reach did you get, the click-through uh, rate, and whether people are, are hiding your content, uh, a spam, or unlike in your page. Uh, you can also get some great stats by exporting the data. And not a lot of people know this because it gets a little complex for the average user and also takes a little bit of time too. But even if people export the post-level data and they go to, uh, I believe it's column X, and going by memory right here, column X shows you the, the number of people that engaged with a particular piece of content that are fans. So then that tells you, it informs you, you know, all of your fans who's engaging versus what the standard people talking about this is fans and non-fans. So, um, yeah, there's definitely numbers that you can look at in there. I do a lot of my own uh, analysis simply by just, you know, glancing at the basic numbers. Um, and as we've been talking about here, also driving business from other platforms as well. I mean, I'm really excited about Instagram for 2014, you know, I think producing video content. But, of course... Uh, one of the things that's really awesome is that new ability to have the autoplay video in Facebook, which also affects the Instagram. You can put your little Instagram video on there, post it to Twitter and to Facebook, Facebook page or profile, and uh, you get the little autoplay. Uh, on, the on, news mobile,
0: feed. on mobile, right? Is that on what you're mobile
2: talking? and desktop. Oh, I didn't
0: phone. notice it, did it, on the desktop. Yeah,
2: yeah, and in no audio. I mean, you have to tap it or click it to get the audio. So it's extremely eye-catching. So I think brands and businesses that are going to produce this short video content – will really uh, do well uh, in 2014.
0: So just so I understand, Mari, as far as getting to the organic reach, it's not like like Facebook says, okay, you're talking about this number this week was this much and this is what it was last week and this is what it was the week before, right? You have to kind of go post by post and really study it, right? Oh, no, you
2: can see that. You You can can? absolutely see that. You can see it at a glance um, on the insights uh, and or download the uh, export, the spreadsheet to really get in there nitty gritty if you're a real uh, numbers person. But the
0: talking about this number is the easiest way to determine whether or not your organic reach is going down. Is that what I hear you saying?
2: Yeah. 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 That's the number I use as a benchmark on a daily basis. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Jay, um, does what's happening with Facebook signal the beginning of a paradigm shift for our industry? Um, do we all have a reason to be concerned? Uh, as a matter of fact, I think you've written about this in a blog post, if I'm not mistaken, recently. What are your thoughts?
1: I don't know that I would call it a paradigm Shift entirely or necessarily a reason to be concerned. I think it's the natural evolution of what was formerly an immature industry to be in a more mature industry, which is that um, it's becoming more about the media and less about the social, and that's a natural consequence, somewhat disheartening in some ways. But I think it's uh, the way things tend to evolve, and it's going to be about dollars, not just about uh, being interesting or or spicy or fun, uh, because you're talking about tens of billions of dollars at stake, Uh, and somebody is going to take those dollars uh, and and going to turn... Uh, social media into an advertising platform even more than it already is. Mari's exactly right. Instagram has a, a very bright future. Uh, one of the reasons the future is so bright is because Instagram ads are going to roll out in a big way um, in the first quarter. Um, so all of these platforms are going to have both organic and paid opportunities. And I think the smart companies, even small businesses, are going to take full advantage of both sides of that equation.
0: Jay, what do you say to, um, to the lean organization that doesn't you know um typically have big budgets for marketing and part of the reason maybe they've grown to where they are right now is because they haven't had to spend the kind of money you know um that traditional marketers spend on print television radio instead they've been able to use internet marketing email acquisition and building simple communities you know on facebook twitter linkedin so on and so forth um you know i'm sure a lot of them listening right now are starting to freak out because they're like wow i think we need to change our strategy because um you know this just doesn't fit within our, our our way that we we market what do you want to say to them
1: I think there's two, two ways to look at that, Mike. One is it's important to recognize that it's not as if this doesn't work anymore. It just doesn't work as well as it once did. So, so let's not throw out the baby with the bathwater. Uh, on the other side, given the fact that I'm a firm believer that, that paid social will be a requirement for almost all businesses – Um, I think think you will have to pay for some of your social to reach maximum effectiveness. Then the question becomes, okay, well, how do you value social success, right? What is actually the ROI of what you're doing in social media? And the fact that people are going to have to put real dollars against that are going to have to, it's going to force people to be more thoughtful about the economic outcomes of their social media participation. Now, I certainly understand that some businesses have not been in the habit of buying Twitter ads or Facebook ads or Instagram ads or LinkedIn ads. I get that. But they might be spending money on something else. Whether it's logoed golf balls or small ads in their local newspaper or an occasional radio spot uh, or giving away customer discounts and coupons. So what you have to do is be a smart, integrated marketer, like Mari so wisely said at the outset, and understand what amongst all the different marketing tactics at your disposal works best for your business. It might be Facebook and it might not.
0: Mari, I'm curious what your thoughts are on this because you know for the longest time the return on investment for social media has always been and still is extremely nebulous. It's one of the top questions people struggle with. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why people do social is to build community and the hope would be that many of these people would become evangelists for what you have and help you spread the word and, and some of them would be customers. But um if all of a sudden you have to um, pay to build community and you can't easily measure the ROI, I'm just, especially with the smaller businesses, I'm, I don't know, I'm just, I'm, I'm a little concerned. What, what are your thoughts on this, Mari?
2: Well, here's the interesting thing, as actually for many, many years, I put way more money into community building than I do advertising to get more likes or, you know, to expand the reach. And what happens is that uh, I, I've developed a reputation of being someone that responds, that people know that they can get response from from my fan page, from my Twitter account, et cetera, the two main ones I focus on. Now, as you all know, Mike, it's just there's not enough hours in the day for any individual to manage a page. So I got lucky with a phenomenal a community manager. I have several people on my team, in fact, that whose sole job it is to respond to questions on my fan page. And we use a system where they, they log in with the Team Mari page and they respond uh, on my Mari Smith page. And... Um, and Jay mentioned earlier about, you know, there's many companies out there that specialize in, you know, like Facebook analysis, and, and, and metrics, et cetera. One of my personal favorites is Social Bakers, and they have a, a an interesting whole new metric that they call socially devoted, and they measure predominantly big brands. Uh, The the amount of questions that these brands are responding to and they they publish a report every quarter. I was just checking that out. It's interesting that 10% of brands handle 85% of questions on Facebook. The remaining 90% only handle... 15% 15% of questions. So this is a little piece of gold for your listeners here today, Mike, that my recommendation for 2014 is that actually for businesses of all sizes to put a bit more money into the kitty of community management where the, the, the fans are actually getting personal prompt responses when they do come to the page and interact and post uh, comments or questions. Because Not, if they don't get response, they're going to go somewhere else.
0: This is an important distinction that's a little different than what we've been talking about because this is when they come to you, right? So that when they come true. to you and they post mm-hmm. on your wall, you should have someone staffed there to be able to answer your questions so that we don't have another, you know, united guitar situation or something like that, right? Correct.
2: And- I have it just just to plus that though, Mike is the fact is that the more that you do that, it's like it is a little bit chicken and egg as to what comes first. But you know, if brands would put just a little bit more businesses of all sizes really to, to make sure they're responding promptly to the questions that do come, what happens is the reputation starts to grow that they know. Oh, well, this is a this is a business that responds. This is a business that cares. You know.
0: Jay, is this more of an inbound play versus an outbound play? Do you think that's going to be kind of, if you can track with what I mean by this, you know, like um, mm-hmm. is social becoming more important now to respond rather than to to send or to broadcast?
1: We don't talk to our corporate clients about inbound versus outbound. What we say is proactive versus reactive social. That that reactive is the first line of defense. If you can't handle questions from your actual customers in social media, you frankly have no business doing proactive, let's do advertising, let's do all kinds of posts and videos. increasingly, and there's data on this, I just don't have it at my fingertips, uh, consumers at all levels are turning to social media for actual customer service circumstances in lieu of email, in lieu of phone. I think we all see that in our day-to-day lives. And so you have to be good at that. You have to be good at, at reactive social. And once you are good at that, uh, you can then turn some of your attention towards what we would call proactive social. And in fact, email is the same way. We say this to clients all the time. If you're not great at email, which comes out to every once in a while, why are you spending time on social media that requires you to be far more nimble uh, and, and on top of things? But, but people want the shiny object and, and uh, that's what happens.
0: Mari, for, for the marketer that needs to reach new prospective prospects, um, is it critical that they start budgeting today for social advertising? Said that another way? Is not advertising with Facebook going to place someone at a competitive disadvantage. What are your thoughts?
2: I I do. I'm going to give kind of a split answer. I would say yes and. (laughs) Yes and you could have a budget as low as, uh, as $5 a day. Uh, to just promote the content that you're already putting on your wall. You don't really want to necessarily buy ads on the right-hand side. Uh, my good friend Dennis Yu, I've just recently created a, a Facebook uh, ads course. Uh, uh, he's incredibly knowledgeable in this area as well. And uh, really, the newsfeed ads are where it's at. And the secret is in creating content that doesn't look like it's a big in your face, you know, blasting people with your your uh, marketing message. Rather, it's more of a conversational piece that people are engaging with. And you just put a few dollars into amplifying the reach of that content and using the, the uh, sponsor story element that basically the social proof that you see your friends have liked and interacted with a piece of content and maybe you will too so that's one element that's kind of the first answer mike the second answer really for the company small business that is just completely strapped for cash and is not willing to even spend a few dollars a day on facebook ads you've got to look at where else you have uh... an audience you know if it's an email list it's twitter it's linkedin it's people walking in the door wherever you have eyeballs or foot traffic You've got to be able to to, uh, to migrate them where you want, get them on your email list, let them know, do you know we're on Facebook? Oh, you're in our store. Why don't you check in? We've got this special deal for you. Or, uh, you know, if you if you um, uh, liked our page, you know, and just really inviting people to know that, that you're on Facebook and producing good content.
0: Jay, I know you've already said that it's going to be critical that people start paying for Facebook advertising. What are some of the things that, give some examples of the kinds of useful advertising that would that would work um, that people that might spur some ideas in, in our listeners minds
1: well I think as we talked about in the utility book the, the idea there would be to advertise content instead of advertising company. So if you have a terrific series of podcasts, if you have a course like Dennis has, if you have uh, an event, if you have something that people can benefit from right away, use Facebook to to promote that particular uh, dimension of your offering, as opposed to, here's our Facebook ad, come on down and get two donuts.
0: What about... Um uh, ebooks and webinars and and those yeah. types of things. You think that's also something that that makes sense?
1: Absolutely, very much so. We've actually seen pretty good success with Facebook advertising around that type of business to business content. A couple of notes there. One, uh, be smart about targeting. Uh, you know, be aggressive about targeting. I think one of the mistakes that people make when they advertise on Facebook is that they try and cast the net too wide, thinking like, oh yeah, those people might be interested in what we have to say. Uh, you need to really prune that tree back uh, and use keywords and other targeting uh, capabilities in Facebook very effectively. In fact, one of the things that that I think will be tremendously popular next year and will actually filter down to small businesses quite effectively is Facebook retargeting, where you show ads on Facebook only to people who have been to your website. I think that is a knock-your-socks-off small business opportunity. You know somebody has been to your website, and then you show them an ad for your products or services or your content uh, once they go back to Facebook. I think that's almost a no-brainer.
0: Yeah, we've been using that uh, to promote social media marketing world. um, And we use a service called perfectaudience.com. And it's very Mm -hmm. economical. And basically, um, as Jay said, when someone visits our um, event page and they have not purchased a ticket, so you can set up kind of a, you know, they've been to this page, but not this page, then we show them a sponsored story. And we also show them a a little sidebar ad, and um, you know we've been getting a lot of view through conversions, and we've been getting some actual click through conversions. But it's much more economical. I mean, I think we're spending maybe forty dollars a week or something like that. It's you know for us, considering that we're talking a thousand dollar plus ticket, um, that's a very very smart investment. Jay and Mari, um, do you think what's happening with Facebook and soon with Twitter? And likely with LinkedIn and all the other social networks where, you know, you have to pay to play. Do you think this makes it even more important for um, us marketers to make sure we have something that we call our own, like our blog or our podcast? What are your thoughts on this, Jay? 100%. Oh,
1: one hundred percent. Yes, um, and, and we've been saying that for a long time. And I used the analogy earlier, right? You shouldn't build a house on rented land, and and you need to own some assets, um, whether they're content assets or community assets. Some of those need to to be to be owned, uh, but not exclusively, uh, because if you if you only rely on your own assets, you'll probably never get enough traffic there uh, without the help of some of these uh, social media outposts. So it, it definitely has to be uh, a a an ecosystem right and um, people have heard paid owned and earned we we use the uh, acronym poem right it's a poem paid paid owned earned media and it really does require all of those uh, to do this
0: effectively Mario, are yeah. you, you, what are your thoughts? Go ahead.
2: Yeah. When you, when you asked that question and, uh, and, and then asked Jay, uh, you know what Jay, you said a hundred percent. And in my mind, my answer was a thousand percent. So, <laughs> so there,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is kind of interesting, isn't it? Right. I mean, you, have to. you so have many to. marketers, um, from, from the beginning of time have, have not really thought about developing a platform that they own and they call their own. Yeah. And, um, right now, Podcasts, you can own and call your own until iTunes and Stitcher decide to change things up. Right now, email, you can own and call your own. And right now, blogs, you can own and call your own. And, you know, YouTube, maybe to a lesser extent, but who knows what kind of changes are going to come from YouTube, right? So I think that um, uh, a lot of businesses that are putting all their eggs in the Facebook and the Twitter basket are going to be in serious trouble down the road. And I also think that if you're in the business of jumping to the latest, newest thing, (laughs) whether that be Snapchat or whether that be, you know, Pinterest or whatever, it's just a matter of time. Um, And uh, businesses really do need to start allocating a percentage of their budget to build assets that they call their own. And so many don't. Don't you find that to be the case, Jay?
1: I do because it's it's much more difficult to create something and, and sustain it uh, all by yourself, um, and and I agree that podcasting is a terrific way to do that. Blogging, uh, videos, although that may or may not be your own because they're typically on on YouTube, but um, it it does require also understanding what it is that you're offering that isn't already being offered i mean that's sort of the trick to content marketing right is to not necessarily be uh be in the me too business but but in the in the so what business you know understanding what is this thing that you own um what makes it worthy of attention because it's not like there's a shortage of blogs out there or even a shortage of podcasts um so you have to have a a sort of a good handle on okay what what do you know uh, as a business or as an individual that that you can sustain over time and and actually build audience. Uh, and in fact, speaking of of that topic, uh, my friend Jeff Roars, who's the co-host of my podcast, um, has a, a great new book out called Audience, and it's all about building your own assets online and and creating ties with audiences that you can then use to build a successful business down the road.
0: Mari, I know there's people listening right now that are freaking out and are wondering what in the world they ought to be doing right now with Facebook. What do you want to say to them? What should what should we be doing in the next few weeks and months here, um, in order to be smart about how we do our Facebook marketing?
2: Well, for small business owners, first of all, Mike, I am. Um I've always been a big fan of using the personal profile in conjunction with the fan page and with the personal profile enabling the follow option. It's just facebook.com follow and it's a way to blast through that 5,000 friend limit and allow yourself to, to publish public co- content that people can sign up to see given the fact that Facebook tends to favor posts from personal profiles in the newsfeed, You may as well. The way that I look at Facebook, have done for many years, is that I have three opportunities to be seen in the newsfeed on any given day organically when I post to just friends when I post publicly in my profile and when I post on my fan page and and, and I typically do only one post a day uh, on both uh, profile and fan page the different uh, different content in both places I'm a little more personal on my p- profile of course more business in the fan page Um, and I think that also utilizing groups I I absolutely love Facebook groups and they're a terrific addition to anyone that has any kind of an event or a program really really helps if you have a continuity program to to um, dramatically uh, increase the uh, retention rate when if you have members Uh, those are some things but also just really experimenting Uh, uh, Facebook has really been Promoting uh, Instagram lately and wanting people to in- integrate or to connect up their Instagram accounts with their Facebook pages, you know, and they really want to give uh, much more uh, forefront uh, to to Instagram, you know, putting them on the forefront because of the fact you know it's growing, it's the fastest growing social network. So I think that people have got to integrate Instagram onto their fan pages as well. Lots of different things to, to consider and to integrate um, and really to have just a solid, good business and business plan. And then social media is an amplifier. It's just going to amplify everything that you're doing anyway.
0: Jay, do you have any last words as far as what you might recommend um, either big or small businesses do moving forward when it comes to Facebook tactically?
1: I think the one thing to recognize is that this isn't actually hard. It's just complicated. Right, and there's there's a difference there so I think people sometimes feel like this is overwhelming or they can't do it and they absolutely can do it you don't need some sort of secret sauce necessarily to be good at this but you do need to put time against it uh, and I think more so than ever because you do have to be careful about what you're putting on Facebook and you really need to play that that uh, algorithmic game to make sure that your posts do get maximum organic reach so you have to probably devote a little more time to it than you have in the past But but don't let it intimidate you whether it's Facebook or Instagram or anything else. Um, it's it's not as if uh, Mari or I or, or, or Mike have uh, 27 years of physics degrees or something that we're putting into practice here. Uh, it just takes time and practice, and everybody listening uh, can be a success in these platforms if they choose to do so.
0: Well, everyone, I want to just... Um suggest that all of you keep a close eye on uh, your news feeds, especially. <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be a lot of buzz in the next weeks and months as people begin to start experimenting and begin studying those that really are working well. Because as both Jay and Mari mentioned earlier, there are definitely um, brands that are succeeding and, and, and thriving. So um, we're going to keep a close eye at Social Media Examiner on what's going on. Um, let's um, start with you, Mari. Where can folks discover more about you if they want to follow you or track what you're doing
2: sure thing marismith.com or facebook.com slash Smith is my facebook page or twitter.com slash mari uh instagram i do have an unster- underscore i'm instagram.com slash mari underscore smith any of those places or as i like to say just google me
0: <laughs> awesome jay where do you want folks to uh, discover more about you and all the great things that you're doing
1: the easiest place to find me is either jbear.com that's B-A-E-R, uh, or at convinceandconvert.com. Uh, and the podcast is available at socialpros.com.
0: Awesome. Um, Mari and Jay, thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day to talk about this very important issue. Really appreciate it.
2: Very much a pleasure. Thanks for having us on. Thanks, pal. And
0: now, a word from our Sponsors. Well, I hope you found today's podcast helpful. I know there's a lot of changes going on with Facebook and a lot of people are really concerned and hopefully this addressed some of your concerns. If there was anything that we mentioned in today's podcast that you didn't miss, we take really detailed show notes and you can find them at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 76. That means this is episode 76. That's pretty crazy. Or just visit socialmediaworld14.com. Also, if you listen on iTunes, I would love it if you'd give us a rating and a review if you have not yet done so. The easiest way to do that is to visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash iTunes. Well, this does bring us to the end of yet another social media marketing podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelsner, and I'll be back in the seat with you next week. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day and may social media continue to change